0: actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're saving up for a home, working towards building a family, or want to take time off to travel, Getting your finances together is an important first step to achieving any big goal. Today's episode is sponsored by Chris Caruso, a member of the Boss Up Trainer team and my own personal financial advisor. And I have to say, she's got me feeling more in control of my money than I ever thought possible. Chris offers comprehensive financial advice to help you create a plan you can stick with and help you invest with confidence. I've been raving about Chris for the past six years that I've known her, and especially these last six months of working with her as my advisor. Set up a free 30 minute discovery call with Chris today at bossedup.org slash talk to Chris. That's bossedup.org slash talk to Chris, spelled C R I S. This year, Brad the Boo and I have been getting our personal finances in shape in a way I didn't even know was possible. After making some big boss moves last year, hello, real estate purchase numero dos, we wanted to get back on track with savings plans and paying off some credit card debt that we'd accumulated. So, in the past few months, we've spent a ton of time getting organized with Mint and a new financial planning spreadsheet that our financial advisor, Chris Caruso, got us all set up with. Now, I'm not going to lie. At first, I was totally overwhelmed because all those switching costs and getting everything all set up is such a pain in the butt. But once I got all of our accounts connected to Mint and our budget was all set up, I have to say, I feel so much more organized about our money than ever before. If you're in my inner circle, you've probably already heard this because I have been blabbing about this new system to all of my friends and family. It just feels so damn good to get your finances organized. Anyway, one of the unexpected byproducts of getting on track, especially with the Mint tracking software, is that all of a sudden, every single expense and fee that we were being charged had become glaringly obvious to me. Yikes! My Sunday New York Times subscription had more than doubled in cost since my one-year introductory deal had just expired? And oh my god, our cable bill had gone up like crazy for the same reason— Not to mention, I started noticing all those monthly maintenance fees on our checking accounts and late fees on credit card payments that were piling up too. So here's what I did that got me on this new path to totally weaseling my way out of paying fees and avoiding charges. It all started with my New York Times subscription. I absolutely love getting the paper delivered each Sunday. So I can either read stories aloud to Brad in the truck on our way up to skiing or just to curl up with on a lazy Sunday morning with a giant cup of coffee. Not only do I love getting the paper, I also love supporting journalism and the free press in the process. So you can imagine how serious we are about reducing our debt and balancing our budget when I talked it out with Brad and decided that the paper was just costing too much to justify. We needed to save some funds, so I was prepared to quit. I didn't like it, but I figured I could just resubscribe later on when we had fewer bills to pay. So I logged into my subscriber profile and chatted with an agent through their help desk. It's actually the only way they let you quit. (laughs) But within a few minutes of explaining that I was closing down my account for personal finance reasons, I was genuinely surprised to see a counter offer in my chat thread. I had truly not expected that. They offered to reduce the cost dramatically to keep me from quitting altogether, and I was over the moon. It went into effect right away, and now I feel way less guilty for continuing to receive the paper each week. In fact, it made me cherish it even more. My experience with the New York Times got me thinking, what other recurring monthly expenses could I reduce? It was especially important to focus on those repetitive monthly charges because for those, my negotiation efforts would pay off over and over again. So next on the list was one of our highest monthly expenses, cable and internet. Now, having fast internet is super important for a web-based business owner like me, but did we really need cable? I logged into our Xfinity account to see what we were really paying for and how the price had gone up so much over the past year, which by the way, I hadn't even noticed before we got all set up on Mint. In talking things over with Brad, we acknowledged that we were totally willing to cut back to save some money. So I called up Xfinity to see what they could do, especially because I had discovered a major error upon logging in on the back end. We'd accidentally been paying for an added Showtime package for a few months that we didn't need, use, or want. So when I called them up, I first explained the Showtime situation and how we just discovered the accidental overcharge. I remained friendly, patient, and appreciative throughout what turned into quite a long call, which can go a long way when you're asking a company representative to essentially just do you a favor. Now, once the overcharge situation was looked into and refunded, I asked the customer service rep what we could do to reduce our bill. We loved our service, I told him, but we really needed to cut back on our expenses. Is there any way you could help? I asked. And then he put me on a brief hold to find out. Seriously, y'all, it is that simple sometimes. (laughs) When he rejoined the line, he mentioned that there was, in fact, a deal currently available to reduce our bill by $20 a month if we would be willing to commit to a two-year contract. Again, a counteroffer. Now, I asked about the penalty for early termination if we were to, for some reason, try to get out of that two-year contract. And it was really a nominal one-time fee. So that was an easy hell yes from Brad and I because, frankly, we don't foresee needing to change our cable and internet provider again anytime soon. So by simply asking if there was any way for them to get us a better deal, and, frankly, by spending quite a few minutes on the phone, we were able to reduce our expenses by $240 a year. Now, I'm not sure if it made a big difference that we did a lot of this negotiating in January when lots of companies are offering special sales, but I figure it's worth mentioning just in case. It's also worth looking into, even though January has come and gone. Because once I'd conquered my newspaper and cable and internet companies, I was totally hooked. Up next were the big banks, which in our case consists primarily of Bank of America, where Brad and I have some checking accounts and credit cards too. The first thing I did was call up regarding both of our credit cards and simply ask if, based on our good credit history and our longtime loyalty as customers for more than a decade, they could reduce our interest rates. A few years ago, I was successful in that endeavor, but this time I got a no on both attempts. Wah, wah. (laughs) But after a few weeks went by, and thanks to being all set up and organized on Mint, I was alerted via email to the fact that Brad's credit card had charged him an interest payment and a $25 late fee, even though he had completely paid off the card, albeit a few days later than the due date. I thought that was ridiculous, but kept my vocal tone pleasant when I called them up once again to express how, as longtime loyal customers, we would appreciate it if those fees could be reversed. Now, interestingly, the representative was kind enough to ask me an important follow-up question. He said, was there any specific reason or extenuating circumstance that caused you to be late on this payment? (laughs) Now, let's be real. They were essentially telling me what I needed to say next, that there was some reason behind the late payment other than our negligence. So I said we were out of town and dealing with some family things, which... To be clear, doesn't actually impact one's ability to make a credit card payment on time, but whatever. And that was all it took. Boom, fee removed and interest charge removed too. This whole experience has taught me something really valuable. Spending time on your finances can save you some serious coin, but within that reality lies a great injustice. Because for those of us who are most burnt out, stressed out, and overworked, it's pretty unlikely that you're going to have the 45 minutes to spare to negotiate your rates with your cable company or to ask for forgiveness from a utility company. And that irony is not lost on me. But if you're the kind of person who does have the privilege of time, your spare time on a Sunday morning might be better spent making a few of these phone calls on occasion as opposed to never, ever, ever missing brunch. My new rule of thumb personally is to do a full financial checkup on all our monthly recurring expenses every six months or so, and to call and ask outright if these companies can do anything to sweeten the deal for me. Because it's worth it. It's worth the time to advocate for ourselves in big and little ways like this. So now I'm challenging you. I want you to take a look at your recurring expenses this month and commit to calling at least one of those companies on your list to ask about getting a better deal. Then report back to me by commenting on today's corresponding blog post at bossedup.org episode 109. And with any luck, a single win like the one I experienced first with the New York Times will get you rolling on a series of little negotiations that not only help balance your budget, but also help you practice the fine art of being pleasantly persistent and negotiating on your own behalf. And I, for one, cannot wait to hear how it goes. Let's face it. Bostonsto dot slash speak up.